I was way That up. was an incredibly <laughs> slow down version of this. Sounds like that version of this is the greatest show. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to take something incredibly like high pitched and slow it down to that extent. That's actually what um, "It's a Small World" sounds like when it like breaks down in Disney. <laughs> it's just like. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a hell. Are you not entertained? Well, good. Yes, welcome to Well Good Movies. I am your host, David Osger. And uh, guys, we have got a really great show for you today. Uh, we are talking about musicals with uh, our most guests ever, actually. Um, it's like a Broadway show. <laughs> Just a very small selling Broadway show. Um, I'm not but, used to this many people being here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with Frozen 2 out this month, there's lots of trailers, lots of hype for it. Obviously, it was... One of the films that started this sort of resurgence of people singing uh, musical songs wherever they go. So, you know, we're going to sort of dedicate this episode to that genre. If you're not a fan of musicals, then I'm sure there's going to be some stuff in here that you will enjoy because we're going to be talking about things like Cats and Greatest Showman, which uh, we were discussing earlier, which has some uh, controversial opinions. But we'll also be talking about like our favorites or stage to film adaptations. And yeah, what we would maybe like to see uh, adapted in the future. Um, so discussing all of that with me today, I have two musical fans. Kind of like Cher, isn't it? It's just like we just got like single names. We got <laughs> Kiara and Alice. <laughs> so that's the new musical group. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Alice, uh, you're uh, generally a uh, musicals fan. Avid. You're yeah. Avid. And, and also involved with like film stuff with Kyle as you've done podcasts with uh, I've himself, done a few yeah. podcasts with him yeah yeah and lots of controversial opinions I've heard like Star Wars <laughs> is that we, we are not allowed to talk about Star Wars or The Hobbit in our relationship because oh. it just turns into an argument yeah. I think Van Helsing <laughs> is one that came up when I, in our last episode as well <laughs> he thinks I'm being mean to him when I talk about Van Helsing <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't watched it in years, so I'll, have to, I'll have to revisit it. <laughs> uh, Kiara, uh, great to have you on the show. Uh, obviously a big musical fan. You were in Cardiff specifically for a few musical events, including this. You were at uh, Porter's last night yeah. um, with Craig. maybe, And uh, yeah, Craig was telling me earlier in the week about your guys' like, first encounter when you first met. Uh, which I find hilarious. I don't know whether you guys want to reenact it or just tell the story, but I think I think it's quite funny. That was possibly the f most embarrassing way to ever meet a person. Um, <laughs> oh, it, come on, it worked, right? It was like seven <laughs> years ago and it's still friends. This is true. So, I don't know, do you want to tell the story or shall I? Or I mean, how much of it do you remember? Because we can literally just do it word for word if you want. Okay, so to set the scene... <laughs> So we were in the debating society and after the debating society um, everyone basically always goes to the pub. So I go into this pub full of people and for the whole evening I've been trying to figure out because I've just joined the operatic society and I've been told that you know somebody playing another part in this is somebody called Craig McDonald and I was trying to figure out is this the same? How many people called Craig McDonald are there <laughs> in this university that it could possibly be? So I decided to go up and find out. So I see the person that somebody pointed out to me, oh that's Craig. Um, so I walk up to him and I sit down next to him in the pub and I go, hello, are you Craig? 
Yeah. I think I'm your wife. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, you, you did a couple more clarifications first. So for a bit more context, we were, uh, we were the Tenardiers uh, singing the parts in One Day More for an operatic concert, which gives a bit more context than just randomly saying, oh, by the way, like... Hey. <laughs> so it was like, are you Craig? Yeah. In the operatic society? Yeah. Cassus Tenardier? Yeah. I'm your wife. It's like, oh wow, nice. Um, could have been worse. Like originally, you just you didn't tell me the part you played, so it could have been like dark, abusive relationship <laughs> on stage or something. <laughs> so you played pretty fun characters. Right? Sure. Um, like, what do you th- do? You think it would be like as if uh, the the person playing Audrey when I was in Little Shop of Horrors just kind of did it? I'm your girlfriend. <laughs> no, I was just wondering that if they went, I'm your wife, I was just like, should they be happy? I don't know what, what part they're playing, kind of thing. Because sometimes... Do you know how acting works, right, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be talking about musicals in this episode. And like I said, we've got more guests than usual. Originally, we did have two. Um, but our third guest today heard that we were talking about Frozen guys. And in the last episode, um, he was really obsessed with Frozen. He even was mimicking the lines of uh, finishing sandwiches so he's come to finish that sandwich it's uh, <laughs> James Gay. <laughs> hello James oh yeah thanks for that David uh, <laughs> it's good to be here again uh, what have you been up to currently scoring films so I've got a couple of short films on the go at the moment uh, Long in the Tooth and a film called Samsara Nice. Uh, yeah, no, it's going really well. Uh, Long in the Tooth is looking to be really, really uh, exciting as well. So that'll be in, uh, a, not in a cinema near you, but in a cinema um, in the new year. Get get the petitions going, and it could be in a cinema. <laughs> um, and also, like, yeah, the interesting thing about today's assembly as well is we were talking before about everyone seems to have some sort of musical background apart from me. Uh, so, like, good work, Dave. Uh, Craig, yourself, this will be. Your sort of reveal that you were famous once upon a time. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no, so genuinely, so I was in the choir, Only Boys Allowed, that came third in Britain's Got Talent in 2012, losing to a dancing dog act called yeah. Ashley and Pudsey. Oh, yeah, remember that? Yeah. Oh, you must have been getting <laughs> I was, uh, I was subject to ridicule because various guests uh, who have been comedians in the past, such as Dan Mitchell, um, were very quick to remind me of this fact. Yeah. Um, now, the dog's dead now, so it's all good. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's been replaced. <laughs> Genuinely has. So in Brits Got Talent, the champions, it was a different dog. Yeah, wasn't that, that was the controversy that the uh, controversy that there were two dogs. Is that the same? No, no, that's a different. That's, a, that's different a different one. Different, uh, no, um, it was a genuine accident. It was a lovely dog, um, hilariously un unguarded. Um, <laughs> Do you, what song were you singing? Uh, so we sang two essentially. So we sang Callon Lan during the audition and during the final, right. and we sang an arrangement of Guahaviad. For the yeah. semi-final, although we really wanted to do Sossman Bach. Oh yeah, so yeah, I'll get the feet going. <laughs> no, so there is an al- so we did release an album um, where we did a recording of Sossman Bach, and we also did a couple of songs uh, from musicals, uh, including Anthem from Chess. Oh, I love that. Genuinely, one of my favorite tracks. It's great, no. Yeah. Is that the one? Did you do our John Owen Jones? That only men allowed. That, uh, that was only men allowed. Yeah. Didn't you? Didn't you sort of have a say in one of the other? Is it the take that? Song yeah, we was... sang "Never Forget." Yeah, so and also yeah. "Paradise," which I auditioned for the uh, for the part of the solo, and then they got rid of the solo in that song. So oh. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. Um, <laughs> Similarly, as well, like not quite like Kiara's story, but like the like oh, are you Craig sort of thing. Like 
it's funny because uh, obviously Kelly, who's been on the show as well, big musical fan. Um, I remember saying to her about you being in Boys Loud, and she was like, "Oh, Craig was in only Boys Loud," and I was just like. Yeah, why? And she was just like, oh, I just would have fangirled when I met him if I had known. <laughs> and I was just like... Yeah, she's not brought it up since. Um... <laughs> Talking about musicals, like I said, because Frozen 2 is out this month, um, I don't know whether that means that we're now going to have like every child in the supermarkets going around singing or whether those kids are now teenagers and will have that Panic at the Disco <laughs> cover just playing everywhere instead. I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, like I said, what what do you guys think about the sort of resurgence of musicals? We've, we were saying earlier as well about films like Bohemian Rhapsody and uh, Rocketman. Um, so whereas today we want to be talking about sta- you know sort of more stage musicals, um, they do show that people are sort of like wanting these sort of big more music films um and greatest showman obviously i think that's still in like the charts the episode you want we still we're talking about it as well wasn't it so you know what was what you think about musicals works for film or on why it's it's come back recently i feel like it helps if like the musical has already been like established mm. either as a musical or as a film because there's already an audience that is going to love it i think that's why bohemian rhapsody works is obviously you've got the entire Queen fandom, and I think that's why the Elton John one worked, and why Mamma Mia worked. Um, so I don't think it has m- much to do with how good that musical is. I think it has more to do with how many people are already a fan of it before it's actually been made into either a film or a musical. True, but I mean, I think as well you can have some of the new films that are effectively not direct stage adaptations, things like, I guess, A Star Is Born, mm. which is one which I actually really liked. I've not seen any of the previous two films, but I thought the latest one was actually really good. And I think it's nice to have a bit of a change in the genre from it's a proper film, but also happens to have loads of music in it and effectively be a musical. Yeah. Does the Bohemian Rhapsody count as a musical? As it's a biopic with some queen thrown in it. Yeah. I've gotten into loads of debates about this. Um <laughs> Because I mean, because people also ask the same question about uh, "Blinded by the Light" and Bruce uh, Bruce Springsteen. Because obviously, oh, yeah, cause, his music yeah. is so influential to that film working. Um, and people are like, "Oh, it's a really good musical." It's like, but is it a musical though? Because mm. um, like the, the musicals I think of now, if we're talking about the essentially uniqueness are, are things like "A Star Is Born," even though it's a remake, but it's all original music, so that's fine. Uh, Great, uh, Greatest Showman, and uh, probably "La La Land" before that. Yeah, that's the other big one, probably. Um, Showman was a uh, show beforehand, wasn't it? No, that was completely. So that was the unique thing about. Yeah, that it inspired the stage original. adaptations. So always. Like, I think Rocket Man was sort of different as well because whereas Queen said this is more of a biopic, like Rocket Man, I think they said, is like a true life fantasy or something. And they actually make Saturday Night into it all singing, all dancing sort of like sequence, whereas like Beam Rhapsody is just them on stage singing it kind of thing. So, especially uh, considering as well as the original tracks and original mm-hmm. voice recordings by Freddie Mercury that yeah. we use as opposed to Rocket, Rocket Man, but they, uh, they, both reorchestrate and also uh, rewrite a lot of the music for it as well. So things like uh, I'm Still Standing is written in a much different way to the original, which mm. inspires the fact that it feels like a musical song yeah, or a musical adaptation. Well, it's also, like I said, we, you know, if, if Frozen 2 is coming out, you know, like I said, we, uh, you could talk all day about animated musicals because they're such a big thing. But, you know, what, what's your guys' experience with the original film? Are you excited for it? Do you think it's good? It's bad? Are you happy there's another one? What, 
What do you think? I mean, if there's a song as good as Let It Go, it's going to get stuck in my head for another six months. But I didn't... I thought Frozen 1 had a couple of songs that I really liked, but as a film, it was, you know, a Disney film. It was fine. Yeah. I never quite got all the obsession. I thought it was really bad. Really? really unpopular opinion. I hated it. I really hated Frozen. How come? You don't need to whisper. Snowman <laughs> was everywhere. That snowman was everywhere. Oh, uh, what was his name? Olaf. Olaf. I hate that I know that. I just, I just feel like there was so much focus on like doing musically songs, like songs that were like good for Broadway, that they didn't really have much of a coherent storyline. I feel like it sort of lost its way halfway through. Yeah, especially the opening of the film is like song, yeah. song, song, and then it's like, but. Yeah, but it's the only musical I know that seemed to abandon the premise of being a musical. Because <laughs> I guess the I guess the what the fixer up a song and then like nothing, nothing happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Well, it's interesting with the Olaf thing though. I, I don't know. I, I didn't look at any specifics, but there was like some rumors circulating. If you don't want any spoilers going into Frozen Two, this isn't really a specific thing. But apparently, early test screenings, people were quite sad coming out of it based on like. Olaf in the film and was, so people were like oh what happens to Olaf and it's just like so I, I think they changed some stuff in the film and I was just like how dark are they gonna go I was just intrigued by that but I think he has another song so maybe it's just like a sad snowman song I don't know but maybe it's sad he's not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't melted yet um, just have people who are genuinely rooting for the sun <laughs> I'm one of those people um, so you know, like I said, in comparison, you know, do you, uh, is there any others from the past few years that stand out to you? Craig's mentioned La like, would you say, is La La Land sort of stuck with you, do you think, Craig, is a, or was that sort of like it came and went? Sort of? So, I mean, Kiara and I have discussed this several times, but um, it, it literally made no impact on me in the, I can remember a, a handful of things about, it. I think the most memorable thing about La La Land is its ending, mm. just because of how it essentially deconstructs this idea of like the happily ever after sort of story uh, in comparison to what happens. But as a, as a musical, it was not not generally my thing. Uh, I know Kiara had much stronger thoughts than that. It was just really, really boring. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I saw all the trailers for that film and I really wanted to like it, but I was just so bored, like 10 minutes in. Yeah. It was like trying to be an art house film, but just not. <laughs> just... Yeah, I could hardly remember anything about it because I distinctly remember about 10 minutes in going, this is really dull, I'm going to sit and like play around on my laptop at the same time. <laughs> you did message me so, aggressively basically saying like, what the hell is this? It just, it, I don't understand why it got so much hype. Yeah. It seemed to win a load of awards and like, why would you award it? It was nothing. It was yeah, boring in a yellow you, dress. You must have liked it though when it did apparently win an award and then immediately got it taken that away from so funny. I was so pleased for it. <laughs> I mean, the only reason I paid it any attention I did is because obviously the director directed my favourite film of all time, Whiplash, so of course I was going to give it credit. And it just literally felt that he basically tried to do a lot of what Whiplash tried to do in style in a more overblown musical fashion and ended up being a lot preachier about jazz than Whiplash the jazz which, film which, which is hard to do as well yeah. yeah so thoughts on The Great Showman Alice <laughs> it just didn't work like for the time period I, I feel like a lot of musicals like Hairspray for instance work really well mm. because they try to match up 
the culture of the time with the way they do the music. That doesn't. That's not always the case. Yeah. Like you know, they didn't have. I don't. I don't know what, how popular like you know opera was when they were doing <laughs> Les Mis, but you know, um, I just don't feel like the pop thing of it really fitted in with what they were trying to do. I feel like it sort of took me out of it rather. It didn't feel like I was watching anything coherent that's i mean the, uh, that's kind of a trait of a lot of music successful musicals mind you like jesus christ superstar there was many I didn't say i like that either yeah. in, uh, <laughs> no point did i say i liked oh, jesus christ superstar phantom as well that's not 18 that's not set, uh, 19th century yeah. music at all but also but the thing is as well a lot of musicals do use a a completely alien uh, music style to sort of deconstruct what's going on at the time. It's like, look at, as much as we don't really want to talk about animated, look at, like, Hercules having, like, gospel a gospel choir. Yeah. yeah. Right? And how well that worked, because they essentially turned it into sort of, like, a, a, a Vegas casino sort of feeling for the film. Yeah. Yeah. And like, but the thing is, I think with Greatest Showman is that, I think the reason it worked for me is because I think they were, because they were trying to big up the circus as this new innovative thing for, you know, entertaining people... I think having that sort of poppy, like, over-the-top sort of vibe works for the circus feeling. Whether or not you think that works for, you know, the 1800s is completely fine. But that theatricality just worked for me, even if I thought certain moments were just... just did Some moments did take me out of it because it, it felt like su- uh, style massively over substance. Like, uh, during Rewrite the Stars, where um, uh, Zendaya literally just flies away at one point uh, on the trapeze, I was like... Yeah, I have to laugh. <laughs> I, was a li- I, tell you, I was a little gutted by the way it sounded in the end because I remember watching the, that video went round in a of Hugh Jackman doing uh, uh, from now on with yeah. his um, recently uh, cut up nose basically from his cancer do and uh, it sounded really cool. It sounded nice and open, loads of voices, people were really going for it, acoustic instruments, and then the next thing I'm hearing it on the radio and it's just been sent to some producer and makes it was just compressed the living crap out of mm. it added all this unnecessary crap to it and it ended up sounding that kind of commercial pop thing which is that is a shame in fairness because I thought it sounded much better beforehand yeah. but, um, I don't know I thought it was just nice like I'd, great shame and like okay it was never going to set the world on fire and okay it did get slightly overplayed but it for what it was I thought it was fine I am appalled that you guys don't like Jesus Christ Superstar though just oh, like. I, I like Jesus Christ Superstar <laughs> Okay, good. I mean, uh, you know I do. Right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, d- I, I, I still object to it on moral grounds, though. What, Jesus Christ Superstar? Yeah, he was a no. Um, oh, I, <laughs> I was like, how dare he? <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that's the controversial issue. No, Greatest Showman. I mean, they make a really good job of making one of the most horrible people in history look affable. Agreed, agreed. You know, this, I mean, I read it, I couldn't believe the story I read when, I was, uh, when, I, when it came up was about him basically finding a legal loophole to be able to buy a slave because this woman was purportedly um, a slave of George Washington, the original. Yeah. Uh, the OG. And, and he kept, <laughs> the OG George Washington. And then he kept her, waited for her to die, and then when she died, Did opened up, uh, had a... had A, what do you call a it? public autopsy. autopsy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a public autopsy, where he charged people to go it and say, like, $5 a go. Yeah. That's this the kind the of guy, they don't bring this... They don't, <laughs> from now on. And they don't bring that up too much. There is a sequel coming out, to be fair, so no. all, all your dreams could come true. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, w- I, don't, I don't want to hear the song The Other Side if that's going to happen. 
No, but let's face it, it wasn't really about P.T. Barnum at all. Like, all they did was take the name and the whole rest of everything else was just... Yeah, well, that's why that's what confused me. I was always like, why didn't you just make this about a circus owner? Why, yeah, why like, didn't they just fictionalise the whole thing then, yeah, in that case? True. I don't know why they saw went, oh, you know who's really big? P.T. Barnum. Everyone wants to know about him. It's not, it's, like, everyone would have seen it regardless. It's yeah, not like, if they focus on the elements of... Cause, uh, what was the name of the other owner? So Zac Efron's... Oh, right. Of <laughs> Zac Efron. Just that's what we're Zac doing Efron. Here. Cool. So Aphrodite. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Even if they just focused on it from his perspective, because he seemed a lot more interesting in terms of like you know abandoning this upper class way of living because like finding freedom and just breaking against conventional norms. Even that would have just been fine. Well, all the P.T. Barnum stuff for me, apart from you know Hugh Jackman's just natural charisma, did kind of make me raise an eyebrow a bit. And that's the that's the stuff that we mainly sort of clashed about as well. Yeah, that you saying that though, like, made me think of like an even better version they could do of Great Showman when you said like his perspective. I was just imagining what James said, like this horrible guy, like opening people up for autopsies, but it's still this happy, cheery musical from the point of view of the guy who's like his assistant. Like, I don't like this man, so I'm going to deal with it by like having happy songs. Yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like you could have him like dancing with Zendaya on the like you know hoop when like in the background P.T. Barnum's there like abusing one of his like you know workers or something oh my god <laughs> that, that that's the real film um no, this is the greatest show <laughs> yeah. um but yeah I, th- I think it's like what you said as well Kiara it's that element like to me like my mum like the other day I was walked in and she was just listening to the soundtrack but even when she saw the film, she was like, yeah, the music was nice. It's like, it's, I think everyone likes the music because it is like pop music. I did have to go to a Greatest Showman sing-along on my own, I will admit. Um, yeah, but whose fault was that? <laughs> well, to be he fair... He asked me on the day, <laughs> on a Saturday, he was like, do you want to come? It's like, mate, I've got plans. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, but it was just a, the case of like, oh, I'll find somebody to go. Even my mum will go. Like, and my mum was like, oh, sorry, I've got plans. I was like, oh. God, this is looking more likely. I'm just going to be in a crowd of, like, children and old people, like, on my own. And then the worst part was, because it was free tickets, they, like, placed me, like, on the end of, like, an aisle, like, on my own. (laughs) So I looked even more creepy. But, yeah, it was was bizarre. Apart from negative musicals, what what are your guys' favourite ones, you know, in terms of film film versions that sort of stand out? I think good one you said, Alice, was uh, Hairspray, actually. I find that is I like such a fun film. It's just silly and stupid. John Travolta and... in drag, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's one of those where, I don't know, have you have you seen the live performance of it? Not seen it live. No, because no, I've always, I've not seen it, but I always, sometimes, you know, when you see the original performer or whatever, and you think, oh, I can see why that was popular because the person in the film's not as good. But I always see, I uh, can't remember his name now, is it Harvey something? Um, who plays Edna in the stage. And I'm like, this is too much. Like, it's too much of the man in drag yeah. thing. I think John Travolta does, like, the soft voice and stuff like that. I, I, Very well. Yeah. Eerily well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's done it before. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that film is, like... And it touches on some good things. I think I was... I saw the other day where they've got that Little Mermaid live thing happening in mm. America. And Queen Latifah was like doing Ursula and I was just like this is why she's in Hairspray because yeah. she's a good singer and this is why you should cast her in an actual live action Little Mermaid instead of Melissa McCarthy for whatever reason but, Agreed. Um, but yeah I think the fact that that film also then at least goes oh and this also talk about like a cultural thing of that yeah. time as well as dancing and singing in, in the streets and, yeah. and what I like about it as well is because it's from that time period you get 
like what you said with Hercules, you get that sort of like gospel sort yeah. of like influence and stuff as well, um, which is always great because that's sort of like what works quite well in like Little Shop of Horrors as well. You have those sort of like three singers. Oh, the two hot girls. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that one always stands out to me as like a successful one, especially compared to what I've seen of the stage version. But, but what are you guys, Kiara, what, what sort of stands out to you? Um, well, I think the best movie musical is Rent. Um, I really love Rent. I think it's a great Suck film. Suck it, David. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for fans at home, David uh, refuses to watch Rent, as well as some of my gr- uh, friends from home. On what grounds, David? A meme, mainly. But. Yeah, no, to be fair, like I didn't have anything about against watching Rent. It was just that like, Craig kept saying, like, we need to watch Rent, and you know what he's like says you need to do it and you sort of like makes you want to do it less and then like my other two friends made more jokes about rent so i just joined the jokes kind of thing i would say i would like to see it genuinely it's just i've also not seen uh, we're talking about jesus christ superstar i've never seen that either but um, that is good the second version yeah. i think they remade it in about 2002 i want to say it was like 1999 i think was it because Okay, something like that yeah because I've seen yeah I know which one you're talking about but there was a version from the 70s which was not good right and then they remade clip, it I watched a clip of yeah. it this morning it's yeah. so weird yeah. it's he literally it's it's during the temple scene and just the way he just destroys everything is just so amateurish <laughs> he runs and he's like just flipping over tables my only link to that musical is just the um uh, transparent the amazon series and they've recently done a musical episode but it was in series four they kept playing it was it everything's all right is it yeah um so that that like got stuck in my head after i watched that like series but that's like the only apart from the jesus christ yeah. song that's the only mm-hmm. influence i've ever had it. It, but. so back to rent <laughs> i just think it's a really good example of how to do a movie musical properly like they managed to yeah it's still a musical and you've got random people breaking into song but the music, I guess, kind of like what you're saying with Hairspray, I think the music fits the time period enough and the acting kind of just doesn't stop. Mm. And then, like, you know, let's all stop acting and suddenly start bursting into song, pause, go back to acting. It's really well integrated and it's just, I think it's a really well-made film. Also, the story is incredibly depressing, but, like, also cheerful and uplifting and I just, I think it's a nice story. But, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with all of that. So I've seen the concert version live, um, not actually seen the acted out stage version. Um, I think it's it's kind of like Chicago for me in that I think it's actually something that works better in a film yeah. than on stage because I'm not a big fan of stage musicals where it's mostly lists of songs. Mm. And I think with things like Rent and Chicago, the way the reason it works really well as a film is because a lot of it is on like people's facial expressions and like small movements on a stage you don't really get and then you kind of yeah you get a better view from the movie yeah the interesting one with chicago when i ever i think of that is though that it does appear very it's, to me the most staged looking on film because you have like the whole like um you know catherine zeta jones or like song and stuff like that and the way it looks like it's just like the prison wall and everything like that it looks like you could imagine but it i think stage. that's yeah i think that's why the integration of it actually works really well because at yeah. least for people who have this have the problem of the randomly bursting out into song and dance at least in those song sequences in the film where it's so removed from the situations in which we're often singing it has that natural blend so at least gives some credence to that idea mm. so i don't know i'm i'm all right with that yeah Alice, have you got a favourite? Sweeney uh, Todd. Uh, that's Definitely. Really that <laughs> My favourite. Second favourite musical of all time, but it was like the first 
proper musical I think I watched and it's so like gothy and I was right in the middle of my emo phase as well <laughs> so that's probably why I loved it so much it was so bleak and depressing the songs were so good yeah yeah I think it's with that one as well it's it goes to show like, I know one of my old housemates uh, he was like oh Sweeney Todd I've never seen this and he like put the film on and he was like oh it's gonna be great like blood and everything and then like the moment it comes on it's just like no place like London he was like oh I didn't realise it was a musical turned it off and then yeah but then a year later like was convinced to watch it and like he was like I don't like musicals but I did genuinely enjoy that so I was like I've heard that from quite a few people yeah like I don't like musicals but I like Sweeney Todd and it's like yeah you do then yeah <laughs> But I think it's just because it's underplayed because one of the things that it did from the stage adaptation was basically take out all of the chorus numbers. Yeah. So all of the songs are like interpersonal, even if they're not necessarily meant to be. Mm. Yeah. But the sacrifice was they lost one of my favourite songs from the musical, which was just the ballad of Sweeney Todd. Yeah, because you have you seen the I couldn't I was getting I've, confused whether you've seen Jekyll and Hyde and all that one. I, was, so. I mean, I have seen I, I've seen both. Okay. I mean, is the answer so. But. Jekyll and Hyde is weird, <laughs> but I do like it. It's uh, it's technical film version uh, is is weird just because David Hasselhoff is Jekyll and Hyde and it does not work. <laughs> I was going to say it's the other one with David Hasselhoff, but yeah, I, I think what I liked as well in Sweeney Todd is it's the unconventional story as well. Is that like yeah, like when I saw it, I didn't know anything really about it apart from just you know that he slits people's throats so when I got to the end of the film I was like oh, I didn't like see that coming and all that kind of stuff so I think that's what maybe other people enjoy with it as well is that there's like a big stakes to it as well it doesn't sort of go the way you expect it to like other other musicals can um, yeah and just like I said it, I think my, one of my f- favourite ones from that one is the uh, Down by the Sea uh Goths on yeah. the beach. Yeah. Oh, it's great. So, like, how that flips from... So even though you don't have those, like, chorus numbers, you do still have those, like, sort of, like, more upbeat songs, and then it goes straight back to, like, you know, Pretty Women or, you know, any of the other darker ones. But uh, any standouts for you, James? Oh, I'm, I'm a bit more old-fashioned. I like My Fair Lady. I think that's probably one of my <laughs> top musicals. I was going to say that. Seriously. Yeah, I was going to say they haven't seen... Um, well, obviously they've seen Wizard of Oz, but... Um, ones like uh, Singing in the Rain and stuff like that like I, I remember seeing it on a Christmas and stuff but I've never sat down and watched it kind of thing but mm. obviously those are a big entity on their, on their on their own but yeah I've never seen My Fair Lady Educate us <laughs> oh I mean it was, just, it was just a beautiful film and Audrey Hepburn's fantastic <laughs> as is Rex Harrison just a really good film with really beautiful music Interesting though, Audrey Hepburn isn't the one singing in that. No, film. no, she got dubbed out. Yeah, it's really, yeah. It's which really is a, which is a shame because they've managed to find the tapes of her because she oh, did. Really? She did originally sing it, and then later on, producers yeah. decided to dub her out again and put in. There's a woman I can't remember her name, but she she, was, she dubbed a lot yeah, of musicals back then. So they got her to do it. Uh, it did the, become really com- uh, common practice, right? Yeah. So. yeah. Well, yeah, and then, but um, they, so they have managed to find, there's a university in Britain that's managed to find the tapes of it, of her original tracks, and remastered them. And it just sounds really good. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not, she's not pitch perfect or anything because yeah. she's not a professional singer at all. But this character to it is just fantastic, and I think it would have been perfectly fine. Oh, yeah, it. no, I think I have heard about this. It's be, um, It becomes this weird contrast of do you want, like, the authenticity of the emotional, do you just want the quality of the singing? And I think the producers went for the, the quality of the singing over 
I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, people were just used to having that uh, yeah. voice and that kind of prettier voice as opposed to Audrey Hepburn who's doing her own thing. Yeah. You know, which is a shame. I thought it was really nice. But there we are. I'll tell you what, wasn't keen on Johnny Depp and Sweeney Todd, though. Oh, really? No. He's an awful bloody singer. <laughs> he wasn't great, I will concede yeah. to that. Neither was Alan Rickman, though. No. But oh, I, no, I, it, it works for Judge Turpin, though. So, like... Yeah, okay. Um... I strongly sort of. disagree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know it just felt sly. So, I yeah, I was weird because I'd auditioned Sweeney Todd before, and Sweeney Todd was always played by like a baritone or a bass baritone, and then have Johnny Depp yeah. come in with his thin pseudo Cockney thing was very <laughs> peculiar. <laughs> just gothy. Although to be fair, if we're gonna be, I mean, if we're going to be talking about like bad musical performances, I mean, we could be here all night. Oh right? yeah, let's. I think <laughs> I've got a controversial opinion on yeah. that. If you're, well, no, I'm, I don't think I'm about to mention who you're going to mention. Okay. I was going to say Gerard Butler. Oh yes, Gerard Butler as the Phantom is. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. It's, I don't know how anyone thought that was ever going to work, and how he managed to get in front of camera thinking that it'd be fine. This is the point of no return. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, the bit that got me was the way he kept pronouncing "dues." It was the, the bit, you know, oh, you, uh, it's the reprise of "All I Ask of You." Yeah. Well, right at the end, isn't it? Of them doing their little yeah, bit yeah. on the roof, and then just the, you will curse the day you did not do. <laughs> Properly, like listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we please get Gerard Butler to do a version of David Hasselhoff's Do? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, how that happened, I don't know. But it's an interesting habit, though, of taking of the, that a lot of musicals that are uh, adapted to film, they, when they they end up on these massive names on there, the people who really ought not to be singing anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> Lamers could be another one that could be talked about. Yes. But then when they do like a Disney movie, they'll get people like Leah Salonga and people in to yeah. do the vocals, yeah. and it's fantastic. But doesn't uh, not the other way around though? Yeah, they they literally have to rely on that star power, and they think, oh, these people are so sensitive about their ego of being in a musical that they need to uphold it. But I would. I would say though in the live action ones they do tend to go the same way though so if it's animated they're like oh they can't see him anyway but in it's live action they're like oh and let's put um, Ewan McGregor as Lumiere and it's like but he can't sing he sounded like, Mexican how, how the whole way through how can you mention someone from Beauty and the Beast and not target Emma Watson <laughs> <gasps> I thought she was great really? yeah <laughs> see I'll drop the Russell Crowe thing now, yeah <laughs> well, what, was... I liked Russell Crowe in Les Mis Oh, is that the oh, controversial yeah. one? Oh, I, I didn't Nobody know if it was still... I didn't mind his... What's the song called? Star, is The Stars, is it? Or the... yeah, Get yeah. Out. Yeah, like, I, I didn't mind him so much at, at that point because I, I kind of got where he was going a bit more with it. Was like, like, it didn't work for me at, in the, at the In beginning. the work song, it's not good. Yeah. Like, I, one of my favourite things I've seen is the, is the abridger Little Karibo he ran. He has a character, Tristan, uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Bridge series, who literally talks like this the entire way and just has this really goofy voice. And he, he literally dubs over that scene of, of Russell Crowe singing with that voice and literally just comes up and he's like, And I'm Javert! <laughs> and I was like... This is not that much different. No. There was, a, there was a lot of things wrong with that, though. I didn't... Well, I do understand why they had to keep dropping the pitch of uh, songs for Hugh Jackman. Which is surprising, because you'd think of the cast they had, he would be the one, given he is... But he's not a tenor. 
He's yeah. in no way, shape, or form a tenor. But he's even then, you'd think he would understand that, given the fact he has a musical past and should understand his own limits, right? Yeah, but I think, oh, you probably talked about well, money and probably talked into it as well. But at the same time, I mean, the, the, you know, the composers wrote that a certain way. It should be performed that way that they composed it. it shouldn't be taken down an entire. I think it was taken like a minor third at one point for it. I was like, mm. who am I? Because right, yeah. no, he's not hitting that beat no matter yeah. what he does. So. Although, to be fair, I wanted to kill Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, God, he was dreadful as well. I yeah. want to kill him in everything. I see him. <laughs> no, he's very good. It's just bad oh, no, I, for him. I, I, I loved him in Sweeney Todd. I loved him as the oh, rival yeah. barber. The Italian, yeah. 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 Just not in Lemos. Yeah. But Helena Bonham Carter was a good choice. Yeah, she's a natural fit for yeah. a film like that. Yeah, it's not dissimilar to the Sweeney Todd character, <laughs> Yeah, but in, say, write, yeah. in writing, they're not anyway, so I can't really hold that against Helena. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I think with Les Mis, though, they also did that. Like, to me, I always saw it as a part because they were singing on set. Yes. Because they, yeah. there's not, like, so if Hugh Jackman had a studio-recorded version, they might have been able to bump him up or whatever. So I always kind of saw his more... Uh, limited versions of the song partly maybe as well because he was doing it on on set and walking around and there was a piano there and that kind of stuff that that's why i kind of saw it as but well at the same time i mean people who are doing it yeah. eight times a week on on, oh, the, yeah. on the west end and broadway oh. they're walking around doing it in the yeah, same way but, completely live but i think I mean, the difference in that situation is in the record when filming the amount of times you probably have to go cut action cut action so having to do it continuously as opposed to stage version ah, yes you are doing it so many times a week mm. but you are only, you are only doing it that once for the actual perfect yeah version. i mean I, that whole piano situation of doing it live was a really stupid idea from the get-go <laughs> it, it must have affected them in so many ways like doing the takes constantly constantly yeah. having to keep singing for it's, am, it's long, ambitious but, then, but, but for lay miz but having such the scope that it does was probably foolhardy. Yeah, and I mean, it does affect the performance as well. Like, like Hugh Jackman, I mean, I don't understand it's a musical. He should be singing or crying constantly, like the soliloquy. Who's <laughs> seen that soliloquy? There's not a, there's not a breath of a, to- of a note in there. It's just him moping. And he's like, God's sake, man. And then, now, oh, that was the other thing. This probably isn't anything to do with the piano, but it, I'm just ranting now. But at the end of Bring Him Home, Bring Him Home is a song everyone knows. Yeah. Everyone knows how that should end. It should end with this beautiful, airy falsetto at the end. Yes. And then he just does a full head voice. It just sounds bloody awful. This vibrato is just... Anyway, that was my Hugh Jackman rant. <laughs> to be fair, I was thinking the exact same thing about the falsetto. Yeah, I, I does it. I, especially because I saw the... Uh, concert version of it that they had on DVD and stuff. Oh, with Al- was that the one with Alfie Bow? Yeah. Okay. And wow. uh, Matt Lucas as... Tenardier. The Tenardier. Oh, so he's like, doing Tenardier again in the concert. Yeah, yeah doing exactly. Now. So that's why I was always just like, he's in films. Why didn't you just put him in the film yeah. version instead of Sasha Baron Cohen? But but the guy who does Javier in that concert version I saw is really, really oh. strong. So I can imagine if people did see that and then saw um, Russell Crowe's version, I can understand why they were like, oh, this is not all what it's like. But yeah. But then at the same time, they did get someone from the 25th to play Ebony. Mm. Oh, Samantha Marks. Who was incredible. Oh and it, my just, God. it just made us, it was just such a stark contrast from everyone else. We go, oh, oh yeah. that's what an actual. Made everybody else musical look like amateurs. Was. Exactly. It, was, it would have been so much better if they actually got mm. some actual musical singers in yeah, there. Exactly. Should have had what my did, boy Ramin. What did you guys think of uh, uh, Anne Hathaway? Because obviously she then won the Oscar for her role. It's more crying again, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a lot of crying. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's called Limits for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it but, it's a, but it shouldn't degrade. It's literally the miserables. 
Has, has anyone seen the, the song that keeps playing in my head? I know I've shown it to you. The um, Something Rotten, the American show. And they've got that song called It's a Musical. And like when you were talking about Rent, I was just thinking about the bit where he riffs on Rent. But now I'm just thinking of the bit where he's just like, that sounds uh, that sounds so miserable. And he's like, I believe it's called uh, uh, pronounced miserably. <laughs> <laughs> they have so many like references in that song. It's great. But um, yeah, I was just seeing Tree still... Kiara, though, what you think Russell, what, why you like Russell Crowe in... I just in think if you're going to have one part in Les Mis where you can get away with not being the most amazing mm. singer, it is Javert. And I think his rendition of, you mentioned stars. Mm. Yeah, OK, it's not technically, musically perfect or particularly nice, but I just think it really works. Yeah. And, like, I never thought I would say this, but I think the acting is... Okay, it's Russell Crowe, so I don't particularly want to compliment his acting because normally I wouldn't be. But I think for the part of Javert, that whole like weird stilted thing he has going on just really worked. Um, so, I mean, I thought it was a good choice and I enjoyed it. To its credit, I think the one thing that they do effectively with Javert is uh, the emphasis they put on the, the walking on the edge. Um, I did like that in terms of if you are going to make like a... A film adaptation of that I think that was a good thing to emphasise so I did like it for that if you're talking like so the person who does Les Mis though is Tom Hooper so if you're talking about Tom Hooper doing Les Mis you need to talk about his next film which is Cats <laughs> <sighs> I'll leave you guys to it <laughs> Sam Hathaway in that one as well yeah is that someone else? Oh, no, it's no. We have people like Taylor Swift, oh, Rebel yeah. Wilson, just because Idris play, Elba. Just because she's played Catwoman in Batman doesn't mean oh. she's now typecast to cats. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift actually auditioned for the part of Eponine in the Lamers movie. Yeah, I think well, she did. Well, good. <laughs> God. Let's face it; it can't be any worse than every other adaptation of Cats. Cats is the worst musical. Oh, I, I, cool I, I musical. don't know. I think the designs alone have horrified the living crap out of me. Oh, yes, that is true. I have yeah. seen some of the pictures. At least a stage musical can't experiment that much with CGI. Yeah. Mm. But also, it, it has just taken a group of my least favourite actors of all time and just brought them into something I had little faith in to begin with. It's like... <laughs> Because, like, let's look at the cast list and think of how many people I hate, right? It's James... like the anti Craig. <laughs> yeah. Like, you've put Rebel Wilson and James Corden in the same room. You might as well have handed them a transcript and said, well, there's this guy um, called Craig who doesn't like us. Right, well, we're spiting him. Yeah. Well, it's the same formula as Lame is, though, isn't it? They're not really too focused about people who can sing or anything like that it's names it's getting big names into it and just saying but they've gotten a really famous choreographer and they're really pushing that she's doing the choreography for this film and it's like so meaningless if I don't hate these people I'm going to look away so I'm not going to watch them dancing like it'll be a successful that's the annoying thing I think yeah the James Corn one is bizarre because what what other musical has he been? Into the Woods. Into the Woods, that was it, yeah. So that, karaoke. Yeah, so... Oh, and that, yeah. But, so obviously, yeah, he is a competent singer, but it's, again, weird that they're just Debatable. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, weird that they're like, oh, let's just get the same singer, like you said, where they've got somebody in Les Mis who is clearly from that background where they're just like, oh, this one guy does it and who's also in other types of films and TV shows, so we'll just get him to do it every time. It's just like... Because the weird thing in Into the Woods as well is, again, I never knew anything about that show before the film came out, but when I looked into it afterwards, like, 
they have James Corden take over the role of the narrator as well. So in the original Broadway show, there's like a narrator that tells the story rather than the baker. And I'm just like, so you give James Corden more to do when you didn't have to? Like, why have you got this obsession of doing that? But what, I, going back to Cats, though, like what, what is it you dislike about the actual musical? I know like Craig has said it before, but I've had so many people like, say that they hate that musical and I'm oh surprised because I'm like I thought this was like the most successful musical ever and I'm like, I don't know it's horrible I hate <laughs> everything about Cats I say this as possibly the world's biggest Andrew Lloyd Webber fan but just mm. Cats to be just fair why <laughs> to be I fair you say the biggest cat lover then or something <laughs> <laughs> to be fair the reason you told me before I think pretty much hit, hits a nail on the head about that show well I mean I think in general by I can't remember what I said before but the general reason is it's not a show. It's yeah. a collection of poems which somebody has decided to put to music. And yet there's some individual songs that are really nice and, like, a few individual good songs is fine, but it's not actually a show. There is no story. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end, they start deciding to randomly, like, pretend that there was a plot all along and there just wasn't. It's yeah. a collection of poems. Cause, yeah, because literally all it is, the entire premise of the show is Cat Jesus selecting somebody to go to the next better life. And all the show is every going, pick me, pick me. Right. It's basically a cat shelter. It's just Cat Shelter the musical. The funniest thing in it, though, is like I, I saw it in not like the actual show. Like in school, we were studying the poems. So then my teacher was like, oh, I'll show you the film. But because we were like, oh, let's look at the... Rum Tum Tugger poem, and then she would show us the the musical song. So, like you said, because it's like we, I was almost then shown it as a series of songs on their own. So, loads of people then were watching. They're like, "Oh, Miss, can we watch the full thing one day?" And she was like, "Oh, I forget time." But like everyone was getting obsessed. Don't worry, with children, you have. <laughs> yeah, but it was like we were watching Mr. Mistopheles. We were watching these things on their own, and then yeah, when you do watch it together, you're like, "Oh, this is kind of weird," because especially the. Um, What's his name? Uh, old Deuteronomy is just like, oh no, he's been kidnapped. And it's like, how are we going to get him back? It's like, oh, the magic cat is just going to make him appear again. And it's like, what happened to Macavity? That's why I'm interested in the film, is that they got Idris Elba playing Macavity. And I'm like, is he going to be a bigger part of the film? Yeah, or? if we want to talk about somebody who seems to be typecast as cat people at the moment, it's definitely <laughs> Idris Elba. Yeah. Him, Shia Khan. Yeah. And just the fact that, like, if they didn't give him a big role, it would then be that theme of, like, Idris Elba playing just, like, pointless villains, like in Star Trek Beyond, when they're just like, oh, let's have Idris Elba as the villain, but then cake him in makeup so you can't tell that it's, it's Idris Elba kind of thing. But I don't know. I, I think with that film, though, I'm still fascinated by it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because it just looks so weird. I just, like, look at the trailer and I'm like, this looks so bizarre. I just have to, like, know what it's like. Because, like I said, they... The visuals look interesting. I've never seen a film that's done that whole, like, honestly, have everything gigantic kind of thing, but make it look good. Um, but, yeah, the, the Rebel Wilson stuff and all that kind of stuff is the kind of things you're like, this makes it look really bad. But, I know, I still find that maybe you've got, like, Mistopheles and some of the other cats set seem to be played by dancers and stuff. So, I don't know. I'm just fascinated by if it was a terrible, terrible film. It's, like, one of those that might be, like, so bad it's good kind of things because it is... So oh, I, I I am looking forward to the experience. Yeah, because I I just know what's going to happen. David and I were going to go and see it. We're going to walk out, and he's going to tiptoe around me for ages. <laughs> he's going to be very quiet, walking out of the Odeon Cinema, getting to the whichever car we go in. We'll sit in. We'll drive out of the cinema. Wait until we're on the motorway. He'll go. 
So, what do you think? And I'll just start screaming. <laughs> well, like a lot of people say about like the looks of the cat as well. I know you brought it up, but that's the thing with the, the stage show as well, isn't it? Like loads of people are like, oh, why didn't they just put them in real cat suits? I'm like, because they look freaky as real cats as well. Like it's just it's always been a freaky thing to be fair. Yeah, but so. you've literally stepped over that line now. <laughs> Uncanny Valley turns like uncanny hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there was a clever pun in there somewhere. I just couldn't be <laughs> asked to get it. Um, all I was thinking of is that the opposite, which is family guy. He's like, oh, you're going to doggy hell. I was like, is there like a cat hell? There's nine lives, so probably. Yeah. Not, Surely we can't get to the end of talking about movie musicals without mentioning the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good That's one. quality, yeah. It's Best bad that. movie possible. Right. <laughs> another one that you should never ever remake because the original is so perfect yeah 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 no one's getting over tim curry stuff no it's just a it's just a i i don't even know if you can call it a cult classic at this point because it feels like yes it does have a sort of cult following but that seems to be most people you talk to (laughs) it's just a very large cult i think if you wanted to go down the comedy route, a movie that I think would lend itself quite well to a musical would be The Room. <laughs> oh, God. And he would as well. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's the thing. You know he would. Yeah. You do it himself. Yeah. One man show. I really want it to happen. I think it would be so good. It would lend itself so well. So Kiara's looking very part. Kiara. I don't know this film at all. Oh. You don't. <gasps> right. Okay. That's it. Before you. <laughs> right. Before we. Before you go. Uh, like go home this weekend we are watching The Room okay. it's a rite of passage it is I'll warn you it's one of the worst films ever made okay. but it is hilariously bad it's amazing right okay yeah. it is so bad and so confusing they had to make a film about the making of this film <laughs> it's also a really good film yeah it's, it's a great so film like like James Franco won what a Golden Globe yeah. oh yeah he beat Hugh Jackman yeah <laughs> for great show that's poetic justice and then isn't brought, it and then brought Tommy Wiseau an actor who is considered to be the worst actor ever on stage with him at the, at the Golden Globes but yeah so like I said guys uh, you are other component of when we talk about like uh, these big themes is that we decide uh, what goes into our movie vault. So that is our vault, which is uh, owned by what we call the film god, uh, who sort of asks us to offer up what we think are the best sort of representations of these topics that we are talking about. Now, it can even be like something which is very bad, which, like you say, it could be like, you have to watch this to like know that you should never watch it again, like The Room. <laughs> um, but <laughs> we're talking about musicals today, so the room, the room can't go in there, unfortunately. But um, what is there anything that springs to you, uh, your guys' minds in terms of like, if it, like I said, if there was a vault, there was to be like, you know, there was this one or two, three movie musicals that were there to represent the genre that, that should be in there or any of the sort that we talked about that you think stand out? I think we all seem to unanimously love Rocky Horror, so I feel that should be in there. Definitely. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Just time warp alone. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm still going to stand by My Fair Lady. I think that should be in there. I think so. Because also, I mean, uh, it developed a lot of new technology in the way they uh, uh, record voices in films. So, for instance, Rex Harrison, because Rex Harrison's part is also spoken, and, and he, he was saying every time he did a, a take, it'd be different every single time because 
it was a lot of speaking and it changed. So they had to find a way to be able to get a microphone on him to do it as opposed to him. And that was a new technology at the time to be able to get microphones on people like that, yeah. which is now common, uh, common practice in films. When you get those classic movies, is it like you do tend to then, like I said, see singing in the rain and stuff a lot more, but then, like I said, I've only ever seen it in the background, so I don't know what people... people to be fair, yeah, I think... To that one or? Well, I mean, it would be hard, given the fact we haven't really talked anymore about, like... Mm. So, what's the... Is it uh, Hammerstein? Uh, the Roger, Roger and Hammerstein. Yeah, Roger and Hammerstein, yeah. So, because we haven't really talked much about, like, their sort of era, so I feel like... like Cole like, Porter and things like that. Yeah. The King and I and... Um, Mary, Mary Poppins, that should be in that. I music? agree, yeah, Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah. That's a cracker. Don't make films like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, they try to with Mary Poppins Returns. That's not making the same film. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm happy for anything from that sort of era to go in. Yeah, but I think, like I said, if like nobody has a strong feeling on any other one, so I think if My Fair Lady, obviously, like James brought up, so I think that, and the, you always have to have that like historical one. <laughs> so Rocky Horror is the historical. <laughs> yeah. No, a very different uh, his time is time of uh, era. So, but yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mary Poppins is an important one, and it's surprising that we didn't bring that. But like I said, maybe it was just we were sort of being a bit anti-Disney. But but like I said, feed the birds, you know, like fly a kite to there, some really yeah. powerful I mean, songs. literally in Jane Calamity's Last Night, when they played Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, there was a like a Cockney dance-off as well, <laughs> yeah. and loads of people were getting involved. Even though it was like a, a pub which was... At max capacity of how many people... You still have loads of people just jumping up and down, doing their arms. Yeah, because that's why I've always found bizarre about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I'm like, this is just a May Poppins rip-off, surely. Like, that's why... No, I think that's just because the fact of Dick Van Dyke is in the... I know, yeah, but then they have that, like... Yeah, there's just another song in now which is, like, similar to the, like, old Bamboo and stuff like that, so I was like, but... Though with Mary Poppins, it is well known to be completely untrue to its source material. Oh, God, yes. And in a very not nice way as well. Yeah. Very well, Disney esque. What, what, like, watch Saving Mr. Banks, and you'll yeah. see. But even no, that is even like, even, because they, yeah. they still like essentially uh, sugarcoat the ending. Cause yeah, she was because like, they didn't. She didn't cry in the middle of it because yeah. no. she was like taken aback by the emotion of it. She, she legitimately she hated, hated it, it all yeah. her yeah. life. She yeah. sued the crap out. Yeah, rightly so. Yeah, but it's yeah. still stage. But like I said, it's it's they don't tend to have ever fully. Pulled it off, kind of thing. So even though Les Mis has its ele- you know elements, so nobody then went like, "Oh my god, that was like the best interpretation of that show ever." So I think it kind of makes sense that like the films that are the better musicals as films themselves are the ones that are or- originate as films. Because like I said, when I've seen stuff about the Mary Poppins musical on stage, I'm like, that doesn't appeal to me. I don't see why. Like, why do I want to see like a woman? fake flying on yeah. stage. I, I literally hear the song on Sunday from the new Mary Poppins show by the new Mary Poppins and I, I listened to it and I was like, what have, what have you done? <laughs> this is this is not this is not Mary Poppins. All happy for those ones. Any other suggestions? I'm happy with those. No. I'm happy yeah. with those. So cool. Going into the movie vault this week is Mary Poppins, My Fair Lady and Rocky Horror Picture Show. Thank you, guys. Well, now to part from serious musicals with some fun ones mixed in and uh, go into our ever fun and bizarre endgame, which I'll have Craig tell you all about. 
Okay, well, welcome to this end game, which is called The Sound of Music Bills. Nice. Um, <laughs> nice. That's <laughs> quality, man. So before we begin, I would like everyone to choose a buzzer. So we have four different buzzers of sounds. David, if you could please press them. So... So which buzzer would people like? Uh, could we have them again? No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> All right, choose your favorite color and screw I'll it. Blue one. Yeah, I'll have the violently pink one in that case. I'll go for that green one over there. Oh, cool. So, just so I can associate the sound, can you please just quickly play your buzzers? So, Alice? Yara? Perfect. They all sound uniquely different from each other. Perfect. So in this game, what's going to happen is I'm going to play you a segment from a song from a from a musical. Uh-huh. It can be from any form of music. Mu- uh, music. Music. <laughs> so the cool music, kids yeah. call them the musies. We'll call them a music. Sweet. Uh, uh, a movie musical. Um, everything is included except for jukebox musicals. So okay. we have included animated ones here. Cool. There may even be some Disney ones in here. Bring it on. So the idea is we're going to play you a clip. And basically just if you think you know the song name and the musical, buzz in. You'll get a point for each one. Okay. If you get one of them wrong, we'll pass it over to other people to try. Brief warning. Okay. We've had a little bit of fun with some of the audio. Oh, no. In what way, Craig? In what way? Various. Okay. Um, <laughs> so some of them are uh, un- unaltered, which is fine. Some Go of ahead. them we've had a bit of fun, including... I-, I showed you that video yesterday of David's reaction. Yes. It was one to one of the clips I've created. Oh, God. Right. Okay. Okay, well... Is everyone ready? As ready as we'll ever be. Okay, so... Clip one. Your story sad to tell A teenage ne'er do well Beauty school dropout in Greece And that answer is Yep So yeah so we'll also we also have a clip uh, which gives you the answer much more clearly but uh, it was indeed Beauty school dropout No graduation day for you Beauty school dropout from Greece uh, a song that brings back memories of when I was in a production of Grease uh, and I had to be one of the dancers in this song. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> the only man. Yeah. The only man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So that's two points to Alice. Next clip. So that's some version of Phantom of the Opera. Which song do you think, well... The Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> the Phantom of the Opera from The Phantom of the Opera. Correct. Yes. Here's, here's the rest of how this sounds. I'll, I'll tell you now. Um, there's my favourite bit of this is it sounds like at one point he's saying, Yes, me. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Yas, me. <laughs> what? Sing for me, I'm assuming it's the original. The Jerry Butler as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So better than usual. Exactly, yeah. It made this sound like he was like... Ironically, kind of right, also yeah. Kiara, that's what Tommy was so generally sounds like. Um, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so that is uh, two points. 
Excellent. Um, I'm not going to subject you to the original because yeah, you're better than that. Um, <laughs> next clip. Ends will be sweet when the curse is complete. In the dark of the night, Anastasia. Yep, that is indeed correct. Well done. So, let's little bonus trivia time. Oh, who is the singer of that song? Could you play it again? Yeah, sure. Ends will be sweet when the curse is complete. She'll be gone. Rasputin. Oh, the meant... singer of the film. Rasputin. No, that's the character. Rasputin. Okay. Oh, gotta recognise our voice. Oh. No, it's not Jeremy Irons because he was in Lion King. Who is it? I don't know. Never mind. You're on the scene. You're on the right. I know it's that kind of person. I don't. I feel like I should know this. So okay, so I'm I'm done with the bonus trivia now. So so the actor who plays Rasputin is uh, Christopher Lloyd. That is not Christopher Lloyd. Huh. You're going to kick yourself because you were saying Jeremy Irons from Lion King. Yeah. It is the guy who replaced Jeremy Irons in the second half of Be Prepared. It's Jim Cummings. <sighs> I was about to swear for the second time in this podcast. <laughs> oh, that is so annoying. <laughs> so, but if you need a villain like voiceover in a song, go to Jim Cummings. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, are we ready for the next clip? No. no. <laughs> I'm losing. It's terrible. <laughs> you can you can come back. I don't know, actually, but it's that Hamilton one that. From Hamilton, is it the throwing away shot one, or am I completely off piece? So, David? Oh, damn it. So, I'll remind you, these are mu- uh, movie musicals exclusively. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was stupid. Okay. No, that's fine. So, I'll carry on the, the clip. <laughs> is it Moana? Oh, great. <laughs> so, basically, if you can get this, you've got two free points. Is it, that is so annoying. The Greatest Show from The Greatest Showman. Is that the name of the title? I David. <laughs> Gotta wait until the end, guys. <laughs> yeah, so to give you context. So tell me, do you wanna go? So annoying, you generic. It could have been anything. <laughs> so annoying. I didn't get it until right at the end, and I was like, ah. Yeah. yeah. So as you can tell, that was sped up two and a half times. Um, and genuinely just making me fun. Uh, okay, so excellent. We'll now move on to the next clip. Is it Look Down from Lamers? Oh. Right, points are still available. That's all there is. That's all there is. Can you play it again? I might. I think. I'll replay it, yeah. Kiara. Off to see the wizard from The Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Why? Yeah. I was waiting. That was an incredibly slowed down version of this. You have to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. You can't see it. If ever a wizard of Oz, if ever a wizard of Oz. 
like that version of this is the greatest show. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to take something incredibly like high pitched and slow it down to that extent. That's actually what um, it's a small world sounds like when it like breaks down in Disney. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, excellent. So that's two points to Kiara. So yes, I'm not on zero anymore. <laughs> Okay, so after five songs, so the scores are James and Kiara both have two, and Alice is in the lead with six. And next song. Make a man out of you from Mulan. Was that the. I don't know if it's been. I was going to say the Chinese version. Or was it just backwards? And I no, 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 that was Chinese. Oh my God. <laughs> so the way I decided this was I looked at what the next upcoming uh, Disney remake was going to be, and I was going to take a, uh, a song from its original film. So when I saw it was Mulan, I thought, I wonder if this in Chinese somewhere. It's a, it's a Jackie Chan version of it It's as well. really good. Yeah, it's not, it's it's not, not the Jackie Chan. This is the, it's the version directly from uh, the film. Oh, okay. Right. So... Okay, excellent. Next clip. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high and don't be afraid of the dark. I know what the song is, but what movie is is that in? So if you want, you can buzz in to get a point for the name of the song. So the song is You'll Never Walk Alone, right? Mm. Yeah. But I have no idea what movie that's in. Yeah, that's because specifically when we were singing it last night, I made sure not to mention the name of the film. Damn it. <laughs> I also mentioned that I won a quiz because I knew the name of the musical it's from. That is from Carousel. Oh, oh. Such, a, oh such a problematic musical. Yeah. So here is the iconic moment. Bonus point. Okay. Which football... Liverpool. Okay, I'm giving the bonus point. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I'm getting. So, okay, next clip. I warn you, we're now getting into my favourite clips territory. Oh, no. Oh, dear. I have that point, David. Thank you. I can see you on the No, genuinely. <laughs> I got an eye on this one. Yeah, this one. Uh, can we have it one more time, please? No. Oh, we're pl- <laughs> no, please, please don't. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> Dude, you might as well try it this time. Oh, no, it's exactly no. what I was thinking. Oh. <laughs> This is just going to be so annoying. Can we hear it again? I'm sorry, everyone. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
<laughs> he had it coming. From, from Chicago. David? Yes. Wow, you got that. You are only, <laughs> however, you are only getting one point because you, that's not... The oh, it's got to say a blocked angle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know how to deal with this bonus point you've now cruelly stolen from these two. Oh, did, did I? <laughs> yeah, because I was going to give them the chance. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I was going to give them the chance to say sell blocked tango. So... Just give him the one point he had, he had the bonus one. Dude, yeah, you're so cruel. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was... I just did five again. It's <laughs> impossible. So that was uh, Cell Block Tango from uh, Chicago. Uh, I, I genuinely love it sped up. It's brilliant. <laughs> So, are we ready for the next clip? No. <laughs> no. no, no, no. Right now. This is getting more and more traumatic. Yeah. You, you need to be ready for this clip. Okay. Ready? It's time to see what I can do. I think it was Kiara's. Frozen. Let it go. <laughs> can yep. we please hear that the whole way through? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it from the beginning so you can all just enjoy what I've done. What would YouTube cover sound like? <laughs> wow. It's literally, I think that's the effect that they used on that, like, Hey, song the like he man you know the like <laughs> you know what's going on <laughs> wow so my editing software and at this point i can see the composer in the room just, just looking at me with glare yeah, of no. what i've done well done <laughs> that's actually difficult <laughs> the gig <laughs> oh god never gone in there. <laughs> basically so my editing software what it does is it has a, a pitch um altering effect Boy also has is a stabilizer to try and keep the original voice of the person. So what it's doing is altering the pitch, but also trying to get it back to Adina Menzel's range. So yeah, that is the original clip. Wow. Just heavily altered. I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play like a nice clip from the original so we can, you know, move on. <laughs> Fun fact, she's singing about my editing skills on uh, songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, excellent. So, next song. Better wait a minute. Uh, you better hold the phone. Better mind your matters. Better change your tone. Don't you? Uh, it's Hercules. No. Damn it. David? I love how someone else answered for me. <laughs> it is not Hercules, so at this point... Is it from Little Shop of Horrors? What song? Feed Me Seymour. I don't know. Okay, so in terms of the musical, you are... In terms of the song, you are... Go on, Kiara. I don't remember the name of the song. Oh, damn it. Um, Would you like to hear more of it than my... Yes. Better change your tone. 
Don't you threaten me, son. You got a lot of gold. We're gonna do things my way. Oh, we won't do things at all. Yeah, I thought you just added, like, dropped the pitch down of the Hercules stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why it's so low. <laughs> so. I do not remember the name of the song. Okay, so right. nobody's going to get a bonus point for this, but does anyone think they know it? Okay, well, listen to this, because this will tell you what it's called. Yeah, so that was Mean Green Mother from Outer Space. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, literally written so that they have an opportunity to nominate themselves for best in, uh, best new song uh, at the Oscars. Wow. So, and also then just the entire ending changing. All right, excellent. So, next song and this, yeah. Wow. At the end of the day, from Lemis. Wow. That was quick. Yeah. <laughs> it so, is not like so we'll play the rest of it so you get to enjoy it to me that just sounds like lame is set by like a a, a soviet sort of cast <laughs> Or just like, um, what's the character's name again? The, the Anna Hathaway plays. Yeah. Anyway, here. Fontaine. Can- yeah, Fontaine. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like just her going mad. Like so everyone's like there, like you know, so having a go at it and stuff. And she's like, oh my yeah. god, what is like? They're just there, like all like walking around, walking backwards and stuff. But yeah, but so, I think it is the strings for that, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. as soon as I hear it, I was like, oh. Okay, so, uh, so yeah, that is uh, two points to Kiara. So here is what the original sounds like. It sounds like that starting Muppets Christmas Carol. <gasps> <laughs> there goes Mr. Yeah. yeah. There goes Mr. Grimm. What I enjoyed about that, and unfortunately the listeners at home won't get this, is the fact that there's basically a line of three of us all just bobbing on yeah. in unison. So. So yeah, so that was uh, from Les Miserables, and that was at the end of the day. And also, the end of the quiz. So, the final scores. So it is Alice with eight, uh, Chiara with six, and James with four. So in the end, it ended up being a very tight contest, but Alice, we're happy to say... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As... Matt got to name the dinosaur. I'm sure in the future we shall come to you to name something or choose a topic <laughs> for us, Alice. We uh, will write yeah. a song in your honour. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, please. Um, but yes, thank you for uh, playing. Well done. And you've gone into the eclectic hall of fame of players. Maybe one day we'll also have some sort of champions or champions. James has now been knocked off because uh, this is his second end game. But he's how the mighty have fallen. He was a formidable opponent. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so thank you guys. Um, uh, really fun discussion, really fun end game there. <laughs> Whether we're all going to be seeing Frozen Two or not, I don't know. After this episode, I'll be but... releasing my own cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that, if that was in there, if that song was in there, I would definitely go see it. <laughs> that because that is just amazing. Um, 
but yeah thank you guys for joining us like I said um frozen 2 is out this month again cats as well in christmas time so musicals will be a big thing now um in the next few months and possibly next year and they have been talks of like wicked someday being a film and i'm sure there's many others in the pipeline but that's it for today uh thank you for joining us alice where can we find you is there any places i'm on you want? twitter and on instagram and it's just at ali trinker a l l y t r i n c a oh she's giving away the secret name <laughs> <laughs> um cool uh yeah, Kiara, where can we find you? Is there anything you want to plug or Absolutely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't I'm not a real person. I may or may not be Go go watch AI. Red. Just go watch Red. Yeah, everyone should just go watch Red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, James, where can we find yourself? Uh, usual avenues, Instagram, Facebook, so SoundCloud, that kind of stuff, and uh, and uh, James Gay Music will normally get you there. And uh, yeah, like I said, with us guys, uh, thank you for listening. You can catch us at Fresh Take Hub. We are now officially on Facebook as Fresh Take Hub. They allowed us Hooray! to change our name. Got around it in the end. Um, so uh, yeah, like I said, Fresh Take Hub. Fresh Take is the website, and then Well Good Movies is uh, our podcast part of that. So if you want to be involved in the conversation, if you want to suggest any topics in the future, then by all means, message us, email us. Uh, you can go to the website. All our contact details are on there. Please do make sure that you rate and review us. Uh, it really helps with the numbers. And also uh, make sure you subscribe or follow. So no matter where you're listening, if you're listening to this on the website, then, you know, pop it on Spotify or iTunes, any of those sort of uh, podcast outlets that you use. We're pretty much on all of them. Uh, thank you for joining us. If there's any sort of favorite musicals you think we missed out or if you think there should be ones in the movie vault, again, do let us know. Uh, Craig, any sort of closing remarks from yourself? Uh, no real closing mar- uh, remarks from me, uh, apart from in song. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is it a, a rendition of something? It'll just be that moment in uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail no. where it's like you I keep guess, going to sing. And <laughs> I guess I'm going to do a plug for because we've mentioned the the night Jane's calamity. Uh, I feel it it deserves an actual shout out. So the basic nature of this night is that. Uh, the first Thursday of every month uh, in Portis Cardiff, um, a bunch of musical fans will basically gather around a piano and various songs from all types of musicals get played and everyone just sings along in massive unison and it's an incredibly fun night. Happens, like I said, first Thursday of every month. Uh, you can pretty much find me there all the time. So if you want to come and like, you know, chat musicals, like come, just come find me. Um, there's also going to be a second one in December, which will be a, uh, a combination of musicals and Christmas songs. Uh, that's always good fun. I'm always drunk at it, and it's great. Um, so yeah, like we gave them a lot of shout outs today, and I think like you know, just go and see them. Uh, it's also the night endorsed by Lin Manuel Miranda himself. Uh, when he was in Wales uh, re- recording his dark materials, he turned up for a couple of shows. And if you see like uh, stuff about him in terms of like you know why he loves Cardiff as much, he does mention from time to time this night. So it's a good laugh. Go. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, well, thank you guys for joining us once again. Uh, like I said, you can uh, get involved on social media and uh, we will be back with you soon. And like James Glamdy, we'll have uh, Christmas episodes and commentaries all coming for you and then lots of exciting stuff in the new year. So thank you for joining us, everyone. Uh, I hope you enjoy Cats. <laughs> and uh, don't give it too many nightmares, though I think some of those songs are probably more likely yeah. to give you nightmares than Cats is particularly that fast-paced, <laughs> squeaky one. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, thank you, guys. Like I said, catch us on our social medias, and we will catch you on the next one. Thank you.
Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.